just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love that. I just love the opening of the show, right? We have a show open. This is our second show of 2016. I don't know how many more it's going to take before we get the tickle out of our systems and we just keep talking about the fact that we have a show open. So I'm going to give a, you know, we're going to give a little bit of um a little bit of space so yeah. um for us to do that for a few shows longer at least. So welcome everyone. We have a show open. Welcome Yay! to the Robin Callie show. This is our second episode of 2016. My name is Callie Alpert, and I'm here with my. We don't have to come up with a new expression for you. My podcast mate, brother from another mother. That sounds good. I like that. This is Rob K. What's up, everybody? Coming to you from New York City. Hope everybody is having a good start to their new year. Yes. And with that, <laughs> or, a, or not. <laughs> and with that, what a light topic we have for you today, um, which I think, you know, we could um, we came up with it um, probably irrelevant of the fact that it's winter um, and it's getting colder, especially here in New York City. But I think it's kind of relevant, which is the difference between being alone and being lonely. I yeah. think in the cold, dark, dark days of dog days of winter, um, people tend to isolate more. Um, people tend to stay in and hibernate and go inside and be more introspective inside, both figuratively and literally, which, you know, we did talk about in a um, recent episode. But I think the difference here is when you feel alone and when you feel lonely. That is our that's our topic for today. Would you like to start? Because I know wah, you have a lot to say. Wah. <laughs> Something light. We, we picked a topic that was really light. No, I think this is a topic. Actually, it is one of my favorite topics yeah. because this has been a challenge for me my whole life is sort of being this very social, friendly guy who loves people and then having this real isolative side that feels lonely in the world. And it's something that I've been working on my whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's something that a lot of people face mm-hmm. In life, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I always loved people and I liked interacting and joking around and being a part of life. But then I also felt really out of place. I felt like an alien from another planet. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I don't understand human beings. So I think it's something that um, that I'm still focusing on even as an adult. I really, this um, for me too, and what a wild coincidence it is, is a huge topic for me. Maybe we're from the same planet. <laughs> Maybe we're from the same weirdness factor, if that even makes sense. Because um, I, I resonate with that too, even as a kid. Well, as a kid, I was more of a loner, definitely. Um, and talking to, I don't know what forces and having weird intuitions about things that I couldn't really discuss with anybody. So, and that way I was always kind of living on the periphery, even though I had friends, you know, um, more on the kind of marginalized disenfranchised circle of people, never the popular crowd. But I, I knew what it felt like to feel lonely. And I also knew what it felt like to be alone. I wasn't conscious of all this when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but coming here today, I was actually thinking about a book that um, when I was growing up, it was in the 1970s when my parents had all those like you know groovy 1970s self-help books on the um like on the bookshelf yeah and one of them was i don't know if it was written in the 70s but it was how to be your own best friend 
I was just thinking about that today because now I... <laughs> it's such a know, 70s book. Yeah, it felt like it, I, at least that's when I was exposed to it or the, you know, just the um, outside of the book. I don't know that I ever... I probably uh, leafed through it or something and tried to read it and had no idea what I was reading. Yeah. But in retrospect, I recognize the value of that because now all these years later, um, I... I don't think I've realized how good I am at being alone, maybe even too good. I'm still questioning that. And I don't know um, if it's come from, I don't, I'm not sure why I'm, I'm really trying to dig into that. Maybe through by the end of the show, I can understand it. Um, but you know, in my whole family of origin, like my parents and my sister and I, we're, we're all wildly social. Um, I grew up with my parents throwing crazy fun parties. It was always a big part of our, you know, growing up years in our house. And at the same time, all of us can be real hermits and and um, real loners, and we're equal parts, and we're equally good and and comfortable in both of those spaces. Yeah, which you know, it's part of its opposite ends of the same continuum. So I don't know if it's that crazy um but as i've gotten older and i don't know if it has to do with the fact that i've traveled a lot on my own or that i um have uh friends that are very near uh, dear to me but not near to me you know a lot of my close friends for many years as an adult have not lived close to me so i don't have like a regular tribe and i do a lot of things by myself um so i don't know what it's about but i and or maybe it's just my nature but i i realize now that i've really gained this um ability to spend lots of time alone and have a great time I really entertain myself and I never feel I shouldn't say never but I rarely feel lonely lonely for me comes from something else which we'll get to Mm. well I think it's good that you can do that I think it's good that you know anybody can spend time with themselves and enjoy their own company um I wanted to go back, though, because I, too, was a loner, you know, at the same time that I really like people. I also was really easily on my own and spending time by myself. And um, I think for me, I, I do think it's one of the biggest lessons for me in this lifetime is to learn how to not let isolation pull me back mm-hmm. in and away from people. Because I really do my best and feel like I shine around people. I just really like interacting and I'm really good starting a conversation with a stranger. Mm -hmm. And I I love that ability about me that I practice that in life through sales and just living and meeting so many different people. And I just love learning different people, learning different languages, all of it. You know, I just think it's really great being on earth and being part of the human race. And then I have this other side that's like, no, let's just stay in Mm -hmm. or I don't want to go there. I have to keep trying to outgrow that. You know, and again, there are times where it is healthy and it's good to take time to myself and not want to deal with anybody. Um, But for me, it's it's still a habit that I have that I'm trying to outgrow. I think there's two forms of this, too, maybe. Um, There's the isolating and kind of hiding from people not wanting to go out into the world. And then there's the just uh, preferring or prioritizing being alone, which yeah. I think is what I do. I mean, I definitely can hibernate, but I like to be out in the world. I just like to do a lot by myself. Yeah. Um, now, is some of it a defense mechanism? I don't know. Maybe, you know, as you go longer, maybe when you go long um, chunks of time being single or not having a partner or not having, like, again, a, an active group of people around you, it becomes just what you have to do in order to live your life and get, you know, and yeah. feel comfortable out in the world. Yeah. But for me, I... Like, I enjoy traveling alone. Um, I enjoy going out alone. Like, even when I'm out 
on weekends sometimes I'll spend a whole weekend by myself, but I'll still submerge myself in the comfort of strangers and talk to them. Right. So I'm kind of like half reading my book and half talking to a stranger, and I do that all the time. Right. So I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's you know I could I could dig deep and try to analyze myself, or it's just sort of that I'm walking both you know, straddling both sides of the fence at the same time. Yeah. Well, and I think it's good because it's like, maybe there's some people that they can't be alone at all and they always have to be around people. So, you know, it's about that kind of the balance thing. Um, you know, I remember I was in a relationship and, um, it just wasn't going well at that point. We weren't really connecting. And I remember feeling very lonely in the relationship. And I remember saying to myself, I'd rather be alone than be lonely in a relationship. And that was an important lesson for me because I was the kind of guy who was like always thinking a relationship will take care of everything. And then there I was and it's it wasn't. It was the kind of thing where I realized, oh, there's a value to being by myself rather than just being with anybody. I think it's a really important thing. And somehow I don't know why I feel the need to separate out men and women. And be, I guess, you know, obviously I can speak more to being um, a woman doing it alone and um being um like when i you know i traveled a lot in my younger years by myself all over the world which was very ballsy trips that i would never take situations i would not put myself in again and yet i feel so um all the um stronger and wiser for it and really grateful that at the time i did it because it really does teach you how to be resourceful how to be confident how to take care of yourself but also put yourself out into the world and be comfortable in uncomfortable situations and just fortifies your spirit in a way that i don't think you can and i'm not saying you have to go and do you know the far reaching corners of the world Mm -hmm. but it could be as simple as just going out and you know for dinner by yourself now we've talked about this people have their own versions of what they're comfortable and uncomfortable with but um i definitely think that uh it it you know it like i've probably felt more lonely amongst people or in the wrong relationship or in the wrong setting than I have um, when I'm by myself and even as I'm listening to you um, talk about that I'm wondering for me as I've gotten older I'm not a good I can do it really well but I don't enjoy it at all Mm. which is small talk and chatter and sort of conversations that don't feel um, intimate or nurturing or reciprocal. I admittedly have a real intolerance to that. And as I've gotten older, it's gotten more extreme. That might be a part of the reason that I do my little escape actor. Like what? You're like, hi, I'm Callie. What's your name? Great. So what are your core issues? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're like, what's I don't, your- I don't care what you do for a living. Like, tell me your problems like what's really going on with you why are you hiding from me i know i just met you that doesn't matter we're both human beings i'm trying to scale that back too because i everybody has their own pace their own rhythm of what they want to share and how intimate they want to get and i fully respect that but you're not far off base let's uh, i'm going to be really honest put it this way callie now i know why you're alone sometimes (laughs) i think it's kind of true i think i'm a little bit of an intimacy junkie and i'm sort of all or nothing and i'm working on that because I'm just having this awakening as I'm, you know, talking and listening so to you talk. Here's the thing. Doing this show, everybody's learning our issues. <laughs> At least they know what's going on with us. But what's going on with you out there listening to us? But I think that actually might be a part of it. I think I'm getting to something here, which is that it's, it is. And whether that's a defense mechanism or a reflex or just a, you know, a way to, um, it's just my own that's my comfort level. It's like if I'm not sharing or having, it's also when people just sort of talk at me for long periods of time. Yeah. I'd rather not talk. 
You know, that's just sort of my deal. And it doesn't mean that every conversation has to be riveting and some are more banal than others. And that's fine, obviously. But you're right. If it's (laughs) maybe that's what it is for me. You know, I'd rather be deep with myself than shallow with someone else. I rest my case, Your Honor. I think that's a great T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very should, euphemistic or you, something. You should get it printed up. Um, <laughs> no, I can understand that, though, because you can only do small talk for so long if you're that kind of person. Unless you love small talk and you don't want to talk about anything personal, then you do that. Um, I think that, you know, just thinking about the word loner and lonely, it's singular, you know, being, you know, just one person. And I think we're just meant to be around other people. I just think that's how we're built, you know, as animals, as human beings, we're meant to connect with each other, interact with each other. And, um, so you think that we're born alone, we die alone, we're meant to be alone. Adage is a crock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's complete bullshit. (laughs) Um, so yeah. And at the same time, I think it's really good to sort of detach from people, not be codependent, really get comfortable being with yourself. I think that there's a lot of value to that and learning how to do that. It's something that I practiced where, you know, I'm better company than I ever was, you know, and, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, there's certain things I like to do, but again, I, I really like to connect with people. And if I'm feeling really lonely, um, and if I feel like I'm too alone, then I definitely pick up the phone or I try and yeah. make a coffee date with somebody or meet up in the neighborhood or, you know, go do something, just anything to where I don't have to sit in that loneliness. Because the great thing about being an adult, not that you can't do this as a kid and, you know, if you're younger, you know, maybe this will help you as well, but we have the power of choice. So I can choose to get out of the loneliness. I can choose to get out of the self-pity. I can choose to get out of whatever negative emotion I'm feeling and sort of do something to help myself. And usually for me, it's picking up the phone, taking a walk, doing something to where I'm just seeing, you know, other people. Yeah, that's a really great point. Or just being. It's so funny because as I talk, it sounds like I'm this hermit who never comes (laughs) out of my house. And I will admit there have been times. It's your tree house in the woods. Listen, there have been times where I've done that. You know, I admit it. But. These days I'm not, yeah. and uh, it's really good just to remember to be social. <laughs> yeah, well, I think sometimes, um, and I, yeah, I can speak to that where it's been where I, I think I'm better at hiding when I'm upset or depressed or something bad, you know, negative and challenging is going on in my life. Then I hide. Like hide and, you know, really isolate myself. Number one, because I don't want to be a burden to people. Number two, because sometimes I just recharge more when I go, um, you know, when I kind of go internal as opposed to you know recharge you know there's the ex- not that i'm well this is a whole digression but those introvert extrovert tests that you can do the myers-briggs or whatever yeah um even though i'm not technically an in, an introvert i definitely refuel alone in nature in quiet spaces but i've had to learn that reaching out and calling a friend or just stepping outside of your front door yeah and letting the magic of the day take over can be huge. Just one interaction, the right smile from a kid on the street, yeah. um, running into a neighbor, the smell of the air, whatever, you know, whatever it could be for you can really make the difference. Um, yeah. You know, but again, that's probably more for when you're feeling lonely than alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really like when I've been out all day, really busy, seeing a lot of people doing a lot of things and I get home and then I'm alone. Some days, some nights I really like that yeah. where I just feel like now it's my chill time and I can just turn the jets off, relax 
And um, yeah, that's really nice. At the same time, the jets of your jets of your hot sounds like a hot tub reference. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just got this weird picture of you walk into your part, and I I don't know why. Rob's hot tub time machine part three. (laughs) I don't know where where that came from. Sorry to interrupt. No, Uh, so um, yeah, I guess you would turn (laughs) off the jets, but. but yeah, it's, you know, it's good to do that. At the same time, you know, I remember when I was doing like a lot of online dating, I think last year, the year before, and um, there were times where I'd be lonely at night. And so I go on Tinder or one of these apps and just start flipping through pictures and, you know, trying to connect with some girl. And it's because I felt really lonely. Yeah. And I remember my therapist said to me, well, can you sit with the loneliness? Like, can yeah. you stand it? Can you just sit with it? And be all right with it. And so I started to do that. And then eventually I got off social dating apps because I was like, oh, I'm just lonely again, you know? (laughs) And look at you now. (laughs) Yup, I'm single and strong. So, um, no, but it's like that was a good lesson for me because I literally outgrew online dating that way. I was like, I'm just lonely. I'm, I don't even know if I'm interested in meeting somebody right now at this point in my life. I got so much going on. Uh-huh. So it was just it was a good thing for me to learn. That's a big point you bring up, too, which is that it's amazing what people do when they're feeling lonely to get out of that discomfort. It's very normal. It's very human. It's very common. But the things we'll do to fill it up rather than sitting with it, yeah. whether it's calling the wrong person <laughs> that you really don't want to wake up with the next morning or... Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to insinuate something? Just come out and say it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where else I'd be looking at that, but sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, vices or drinking or smoking or uh, just whatever it is, filling it up. And you're, when you sit with anything that's uncomfortable, it, it's sure to go away a lot faster yeah. than if you just refuse it. And that's a really, I think that's a really important point. I know for me, lonely, because I, I was thinking at the end of the year, definitely when the holidays come, or if I'm starting to romanticize the way something should be happening for me and it's not, and I'm noticing the gap rather than being present and what I do have, I'm thinking about, but you know, bemoaning what I don't have or who I'm not with or whatever. Um, sometimes that triggers loneliness for me. And it used to be Friday nights when I was working like conventional hours when I had a real job. Um, Friday nights for some reason, because that was like decompression night where you want to just sort of share your week and be in the space you know of somebody that you um like or love and just kind of share that time yeah and if i didn't have those plans or that person that was always a a kind of a lonely night for me for some reason yeah so saturday nights can be that way for me where they're a little bit lonely if i don't have something planned being single saturday night was big date night when i've been in relationships um, but Sunday nights are when I really yeah. feel lonely and I call it the Sunday night blues yep. and I had a girlfriend and we used to do Sunday night dinners and it was our thing and we watch the Sopranos or um, uh, at that time we were watching Mad Men. We'd make dinner, watch Mad Men, just hang out and get ready for Monday morning and it was just so nice to have company on a Sunday night. And I usually reach out to people on Sunday nights, especially if I'm feeling lonely. If I can't get together with them for dinner, you know, at least talk on the phone or something, um, because that's when I usually feel very alone. The fact that I live by myself, Sunday nights can be tough. I used to struggle with that a lot, the Sunday, um, the Sunday blues thing. I think it was often 
link, though, to when I was, you know, again, working conventional hours, but in jobs that I wasn't happy in. So I felt like somehow I was just anticipating sort of an unhappy Monday morning that wasn't going to feel fulfilling. Yeah. You know, since that hasn't been the case for me, uh, I actually love like Sunday, sort of my, as I call it, sort of my church day where I make a point of usually being alone. Um, and I have my little routines or I go into nature, I go to my little, you know, uh, day trip escapes and read my books and those kinds of things. Um, but for a long time I struggled with that. And they, that's actually, that's sort of a, a diagnosable or not diagnosable, but kind of a real, um, a real thing that a lot of people struggle with is mm. the Sunday night blues. Interesting. Or Sunday blues. Yeah. We should come up with a cure for the Sunday night blues. <laughs> and I think it's listen to the Rob and Callie show. Yeah, it's so funny. I was going to say the same thing. Does that sound too We must be psychic. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just desperate for more listeners. No, <laughs> There's let's a big difference, honest. Rob. Let's yeah. be honest. In yeah, let's just put it all out there. Let everybody know what's going on. Okay. So I guess uh, what's yeah what's the what's the lesson here? You know I think that um, lonely is definitely a very human a common human condition. Everyone feels it at one time or another. Yeah, I think sitting with it and accepting it and being okay with it and not rushing to put a band aid on it actually is a really valuable thing to learn. And I think from that softening comes the idea of of graduating to being alone and really enjoying it yeah you know they're not obviously mutually exclusive of each other yeah yeah and you know if you are feeling alone maybe just sit with the loneliness and and feel what's going on you know maybe you are sad about something or you're upset about something or you know you're trying to distract yourself with something else and maybe just feeling what you're feeling is what you need to do you know that that always helps me when I'm feeling that lonely is to kind of just check in with myself what's going on the other thing is if you feel lonely call somebody just reach out to somebody email somebody do something to connect with somebody else because that will probably make you feel better Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Oh, my Lord. I cannot believe that song made it onto this show. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to to pay for that? (laughs) Who sang that song? Diana Ross sang it, but I don't know if she wrote it. Who sang it? Diana Ross sang it. Among probably other artists. I don't know who wrote it. All right. Well, Diana Ross is cool. I just... (laughs) She still is. Yeah, she is cool. I forgot about that song. Anyway, so with that... This is the end of another episode of the Robin Kelly Show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I want to ask everybody, we both want to ask yes. everybody out there, please, if you like the show, tell one person about it. And Thank if you, you don't like the show, tell one person about it. <laughs> right. We can use all the publicity we can get. <laughs> yeah. No, because we do. We have very um, uh, we have very concrete goals for 2016 as to where we want to take the show. Yeah. Um, as we've said before, obviously, this is a grassroots effort. We put, um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of love into what we're doing and we're getting a lot of love back from you guys. And so, yes, it would mean a lot if you feel so inspired just to share it with one person. Yeah. And if you want to contact us you can reach us at the rob and callie show at gmail.com take care everybody take care stay warm